evening, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to another episode of the Your Inner Nerd Podcast. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Skylar, and this week joined by not one, but two special guests. We heard Junior on the Multiverse episode. Now we have Nick. So how's it going, guys? Good. How's it going? Man, it's, Good. it's been it's been crazy. Uh, it's been a week. Know, with, yeah, it's it's been one of those weeks. I'm trying to hold out. Fridays is like the days I truly feel free because one division comes out, of course. And you know, I mean, <laughs> other than that, it's just I just feel like I just work too damn much. But Fridays give your life meaning again. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Absolutely. if it was a glorious twofer where they were running one division and Mandalorian back to back, like both came out on Fridays, I don't know how if I could even live with myself. But. <laughs> That's too much. I, I, that's, that's too much in one day. Yeah, it's too much. Disney, Disney's Disney's got it lined up. They know what we want, and they're not going to give it to us. They're going to give us one right after the other. So after one division, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I think after Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe maybe we get Loki. Yeah, I think it's yes. uh, uh, confirmed June what eleventh. Okay. Uh, no, they pushed it back. They pushed it to May. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, well, that's the last I but, heard. I heard they moved it back. So, or May's before June. That's right. <laughs> I told you. I told you. We talked a little bit before this. I'm really tired. I this is the most tired I've been in a long time. Um, whatever after June is, July. July. That's the one. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just ignore me. You so. know, it, no, you're good. It, like I think everybody's in that in that in that situation where they're either tired or they're just tired of like everything right now. Like, Cause that's where I'm at. Like you guys are like, Oh, Fridays are great. And I'm like, how are you guys getting great Fridays? I have to work all week and then I have homework on Fridays and it's all due at midnight on Fridays. So it's like, I don't get a break. Yep. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, do you have, I know one division has been killing it, but do you have another series? I mean, Disney's got a hell of a lineup. Is there a certain series that you're more excited for? Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite superheroes is uh, Captain Marvel. And when they mm-hmm. announced the Miss Marvel series, I was ecstatic. And I still am. I cannot wait for that. So, Did you uh, happen to see the... Uh, I think it's been about a month, maybe a month and a half. For the, they did the little screenshots for the set pieces, like they showed behind the scenes and showed a little, like maybe five seconds of footage on one of Disney Plus's series of Miss Marvel. I I do my best to avoid anything and everything about <laughs> everything. So you don't even out. like seeing like snippets, like not even a five nope. second. Like It upsets him greatly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually don't watch most trailers. I, I try to wow. avoid, it, the, you know, with uh, the new Spider-Man movie, I've had pretty much the whole movie spoiled for me already, unfortunately. But uh, I try to cool. avoid it as much as possible. How do you have we had the new Spider-Man spoiled? Just I don't all the people that are spoilers. in it. <laughs> it's like, hold on, let, let me explain to you. <laughs> no, like just all the the casting news. You know, you you kind of can guess what's what's going on based on that. You hear all these rumors and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, that that kind of again spoiled. you have, yeah. But then again, you have Tom Holland who never who blatantly hasn't came out and said who's in the movie, which Tom Holland is notorious for spoiling things for people. 
he is so no- notorious that they the teaser for the movie or to the, I guess to announce the title of the movie was just a joke about him spoiling the title of movies. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah, it was good. I I liked the title. You know, I was kind of worried whenever on Instagram they were putting out like each of the actors are putting out fake titles, and mm-hmm. I was kind of worried that the title was going to be Spider Man Phone Home. Like I was kind of worried about that because Uh-oh. I don't know. I guess it's where a part of me doesn't like ET. Hey, uh, Darian, <laughs> is that gullible on your ceiling? I don't know. But I don't know. Like I scroll through Instagram so fast. Like I don't see half the cool shit that's on there. So, and I saw that and I was like, my wife was in the car with me. I was like, holy shit, they're going to call Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man phone home. And she was like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, fuck, no, it isn't. <laughs> so when they did come out and say it was No Way Home, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I guess the title does kind of spoil the movie alone, too. So Now, now if they were going to call it Phone Home, I feel like they needed to have like a Drew Barrymore like snippet come in, you know? like <laughs> Just because she was in E.T., right? Cast Drew Barrymore as the alternate universe Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but she could pull anyways. it off yeah yeah no she could i, I agree with that an, an older more mature mary jane but uh said you had a question of the week for us well um did did we get to discuss everybody's excitement for a different series oh yeah no let's jump <laughs> he you know nick got me so fucking rattled with all that that's what i do that's what i do all right junior what about you man so I there hasn't been a lot of uh, spoilings around this show, thankfully, um, but I am super excited for the uh, the Ironheart series. Um, OK, I started reading her a little while ago and I just I immediately I, I, I loved her immediately. So I'm I'm so excited to see the next the next step in the Iron Saga. Yeah, you know, a lot there was. um to kind of tie it in with WandaVision, whenever uh, Monica Rambeau mentioned she had a, um, what, she had a... Aeronaut- an aerospace Yeah, an aerospace engineer. engineer, yeah. A lot of people were throwing out that that was maybe Riri Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was Riri, there was Mr. Uh, Fantastic, yeah. and then it just appeared to be some random-ass lady with a, <laughs> with a, with a four-wheeler. <laughs> yes. I thought, I thought it was at least going to be like... Because when I saw the vehicle in the trailer, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like the vehicle that they used to traverse the quantum realm. So I was like, maybe there's going to be some like, I mean, you already got uh, Jimmy Woo in there. I was like, maybe it's going to be like another Ant-Man thing. Um, But I was kind of hoping it was going to be from the Captain Marvel movie, how the young Monica Rambeau befriends the the young Skrull girl. I thought maybe it was going to be like her because scrolls are like engineers basically by nature. And, you know, they were working with sword. Um, in that one uh, post credit scene, I forgot what movie it was for. Was it for Captain Marvel? Maybe I can't remember, but uh, they were working with sword then. So I was like, maybe it's the scrolls. Um, but anyways, what about you said? Is there a series um, I don't remember if they've actually announced it as a series or not, but She-Hulk. I'm actually excited for that to come out. Oh, yeah, um, and the only reason, though, is because they're they're giving um, Jessica Jones a part in it, and I love Jessica Jones. Are they oh, really? Are they really? 
See, yeah. that's, those are the spoilers I was talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I love Jessica Jones, so I have to I have to apply to that one. No, I'm, I've already heard. I think um, uh, Charlie Cox is supposed to be in it because he's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. Yeah. So they know. do lawyer things. They do lawyer <laughs> things. That's right. That's awesome. Uh, see, mine, uh, honestly, would probably be none of the live action stuff. I'm going to say the What If series because okay. those comic books were fucking sick. Like, I think my favorite one was What If the Punisher Became Ghost Rider, I think was one of them. And, but, anyways, they just give you these bizarre. Like, what if stories? Of course, like, we know one of them is going to be what if T'Challa was adopted by Yondu and became Star-Lord. Um, then they got a Marvel Zombies one. That's a what if story. And then the one for sure, I think it's supposed to be the first episode is what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers. Um, but I don't know, just... I just like the crazy directions you can go with not just animation, but what if stories in the Marvel universe. So that is mine. So it's a good one. Yeah. Question of the week. Uh, Your favorite female superhero or villain. Mm. I didn't think about that for a minute. Okay. I don't have to think about that. one. I've got mine already. Yeah. I just had to think about it for a second. I know Nick has his ready. I don't. I've already already said it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. All right, well, we'll just start. Nick, let's hear it. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it, you know, when I've, I've been reading comics a long time, but just one day I decided to try out Captain Marvel, and one of the first comics I read, um, she was talking about, she just made a Star Wars reference, and I was hooked. Uh, <laughs> and so I went, I went back immediately, and I got the uh, Miss Marvel run from... Oh, 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Um, it was before Civil War, so whatever that timeline is. Um, mm. And just stu- it just stuck with me. Uh, and, it, and it is evolved from there to actually we talked about uh, Miss, Miss Marvel, uh, the TV series Kamala Khan is one of my favorites as well. Just that connection to that character. Uh, just I love them both. I love Kamala Khan. I'll, I'll side with you on that one. I love Kamala Khan. Any specific Captain Marvel? Is it? I'm assuming it's just Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah, just Carol Danvers. Uh, I, ha- I haven't read a whole yeah. lot of of Marvel, and uh, I, ha- I haven't read anything about when uh, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel. Uh, that's actually just on my list, Rambeau's just because. Been... Well, Monica Rambeau's been so many fucking superheroes that it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. So, but uh, all right, what about you, Junior? I would have to say the uh, Nick's the, the Marvel guy. I'm the DC guy. I grew up reading mostly Batman and, you know, the Bat family. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to say that my choice is is Barbara Gordon, especially after following the events of the killing joke. You know, mm-hmm. when she becomes paralyzed, she doesn't she doesn't let it stop her. You know, she can't use her legs, but she does absolutely everything in her power to help other people help other people uh and so just her d- determinedness uh she just she doesn't quit and she's have just you, a normal ass lady yeah i <laughs> so. mean have you happened to catch uh 
any of the two seasons of the Batwoman TV? I have not. No, I've I've fallen hard off the CW shows. I am I'm about two seasons behind on everything. Honestly, after the Flash was the same old song and dance, I was like, this is bullshit. I was like, I can't do this much longer. I mean, I get the crossover episodes, but at this point with Flash and Green Arrow, I could about predicted what was going to happen the whole fucking Mm -hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I ain't watching it anymore. Yep. And then he keeps asking, what do I do? Run, asshole. <laughs> Just <laughs> run. That's all you You're can do. Yeah. <laughs> but You're the flash. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> basically, stop going back in time. I mean, it's like the two things that you're supposed yeah, to do. Really. Run and you not do, change time. You do the same thing every time and you always know you're going to fuck it up, Barry. Yeah. Somehow so, he does. So you know, that's, that's called the, uh, that is like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again. Well, then the Flash is batshit crazy because he <laughs> runs back in time every fucking issue and ruins something. And ex- he expects a different outcome, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's crazy then. <laughs> I ran back in time and made Batman a killer. Let me run back in time again to make him not a killer. Well, now Batman's not a killer, but Superman is. And he's a <laughs> communist. <laughs> oh Lord. what about you said uh of course i've already said mine uh jessica jones is my favorite because i think you can kind of depict her kind of as both she tries so hard to be a hero but other people's actions and her care for people like create her as a villain right um yeah. she's so damaged and i mean that's pretty much every comic book character you have there's always a horrible horrible backstory for them doesn't matter if they're male or female there's something that happened your know, batman lost his parents jessica jones like she had so much crap going though it's you know you had Kilgrave telling her i think it was having her was it the justice league or no it was um it was the avengers. the avengers to attack the avengers basically and it was actually wanda right that they her and wanda had a huge um fight scene in one of the comics mm-hmm. um, but jessica jones is mine i like her all right so mine is rogue now there's been like five people who's taken up the mantle of rogue but i'm focusing on anna marie which is the one you saw in like the 90s x-men movies that was played by anna paquin um now i didn't like anna paquin as rogue i thought she was like too timid in -hmm. a way like Mm -hmm. rogue's kind of like this smart ass like She'll tell you like it is. She don't give a shit. The only thing I don't like about Rogue is that she had a thing for Gambit, and Gambit's just a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Gambit is a huge piece of shit. Yeah, he is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> I've been but, watching uh, '90s uh, the uh, the animated X Men series on my yeah. lunch breaks, and just hearing that ridiculous Southern accent of hers. Oh, God, <laughs> I know. You, calling you know, everybody sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now sugar, but. I love the 90s X-Men series so much that I almost spent $45 on a cameo from Cal Dodd to hear him talk to me as Wolverine. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, That's exactly. Exactly. Gary, that goes like way deep into the nerdy. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Though. I love it. And I, and I know he has to wear a old letter, 90s X-Men Letterman jacket that has Logan on it because I'm pretty sure people wouldn't know who he was nowadays, which mm-hmm. is sad. Yeah, but no, I picked Rogue because I don't know. She's just her power set is, of course, she touches you like skin to skin. She's going to steal your powers. Um, and there is actually 
she really becomes super fucking awesome when her and Captain Marvel get in a fight and she actually siphons some of Captain Marvel's powers. Yep. And and keeps them actually and and that's how she learns that's how she can fly from now on. Um I don't know if she's like got to the extent of Captain Marvel's powers. Like I don't can't recall her using like cosmic she, blast. No, she gets flight and uh super strength from yeah. her. And and at that point, she could honestly go toe to toe with anybody, and uh, she's just she's just a badass. In the comic books, <laughs> as bad as it sounds, in the comic books, I do imagine that shitty southern accent from the '90s animated series. Like when I read her, her lines, <laughs> so you can hear. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. But I mean, I'd rather so, hear that than fucking Anna Paquin going, "Uh, yeah, uh, uh, my name's my name's Rogue." Uh, uh, uh. so let me ask you do you think that it was her acting or it was was it the script that they provided to her because you said the character was really timid but that could just be the script right that that's how they had her play that position or that that role it's possible i'm not just following it might have been both honestly i mean i i don't know that movie overall was i mean it was good for the time like i remember i was so fucking excited that they made an x-men movie i made my 67 year old grandfather time to go sit with me like four times and he didn't know who the fuck was going on but when he left he knew who all the x-men were i made damn sure of that <laughs> and then i always used to get scared whenever uh rogue and wolverine were leaving the truck stop and Sabretooth threw that fucking tree <laughs> through the his windshield that part would scare the shit out of me every time i just thought Sabretooth was scary in that one the and first then, X-Men movie was a banger. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah. See? Yeah, it was good. And then the costume was so horrible with Sabretooth, though. I have to say. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah those, mean, those eyebrows. The, the, yeah, the eyebrows. <laughs> those things had their own powers. <laughs> so if it came, but if it came down to it, let me ask you this. Would you want that Sabretooth or would you want uh, Leave Schreiber's Sabretooth? We don't, we don't need to talk about that one. It's really not necessary. Exactly. <laughs> now, now I believe Lee Schreiber could have been a badass Sabretooth. Oh, yeah. He's a great actor. And, I mean, he pulls off the intimidation factor. But, see, every time I see X-Men, I literally want a live-action 90s animated X-Men. Like, I want the costumes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want the villains' costumes. I want, I want all that. And then a lot of people... I think a lot of fans would like that, actually, because, I mean, that's what they want. I mean, throw in fan service. Movies sell more because of fan service. Most Marvel movies are fan service. So, yeah. All right. Now, crossing the pond to DC, which is what most people can't do in a single episode and get away with it. But <laughs> let me ask you something. Has everybody here seen Joss Whedon's Justice League? Yes. The Justice no. League. <laughs> the Justice League. <laughs> Justice like League. Thank you. Okay, so opinions. Whoever wants to speak first, go right ahead, because I'm curious to hear your opinions on how you can tell me this is a good movie. Uh, I, I liked <laughs> it. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You only want the opinion of it's a good movie? No, I'm curious to see why somebody would think it was a good movie. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, I'll get, I, got the, I got this. Don't worry, I got it. Yeah, you sit back, Junior. Don't relax. Don't worry. All right. So I went into this movie. I'm a um, I'm not a DC hater as far as movies come, but um, I haven't liked anything other than Wonder Woman. 
Uh, the first one didn't really care for the second one. Um, I got you to admit that you liked the second one. That was, that liking was some, on liking something in an, <laughs> hang on. How do I want to nope, put you this? You can't backtrack out of this one. I, <laughs> I enjoyed it while I watched it, but I did not like the movie. Let's put it that way. Um, this doesn't make any I, sense. Did I ask you, did you at least like the acting? Like, do you think the actors were? Yeah. Really, yeah. Really I just well? thought it was, it was too long. There was too many things going on. It, a lot of stuff could have been cut out. Um, that being said, yeah. I went into Justice League knowing it was going to be a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> and I had fun with it. <laughs> I, enjo- I enjoyed my time watching the superheroes beat up aliens. I will say, because I can, I can just feel Junior just shaking over there. The end of the movie was absolute trash. Uh, another CGI battle. It didn't look good. Um, it was all red for some reason. Terrible. But I I walked out of it and I went, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I haven't watched it since and I will not watch it until the, the Snyder Cut. But <laughs> anyway, those are my thoughts. All right, Gene. <laughs> See, just the way that you're able to enjoy the Justice League is like how I'm able I'm a, to enjoy I'm, hang Batman on, I, Superman. I'm a Joss Queen. Joss Queen. Joss. Go on, talk about your trash movie. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, no, we're not going down that rabbit hole again. But the thing that you you touched on it earlier with with the Justice League is that you know Steppenwolf is a herald of of Dark Side, and they turned it, it. It fell into the same pitfalls as the first Wonder Woman movie. Just a generic villain who just I want to destroy the world uh, for the vine, essentially, just, <laughs> just completely removing all 3D elements of the character. Um, everyone, all the actors in in these DC movies, I feel do a good job. It's just the scripts that keep letting them down. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. their casting is on point. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Right, you said. <laughs> I don't have an opinion, really. Like, I, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. probably I mean, the best way to be. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like, yeah, you know, like that's the, all right, whatever. Like that, that's that's probably even worse, though. Like, I should have, be on one side of this, right? I don't know. Let me let let me break it down for you. What it was like for me. Okay, I would rather. I am. I'm lactose intolerant. Okay, and I would rather <laughs> drink a gallon of milk. Why sit on the theater for forty five minutes, then watch this movie? Oh. Okay, multiple reasons. I, I'm with Junior. I loved the the cast that they had set up. Right, I thought Ben Affleck was going to be a badass Batman. Yeah. Henry Cavill was born and bred to play Superman. Gal Gadot was born and bred to play Wonder Woman. Ezra Miller as a Flash. No, didn't like it. Not who I would pick to play the Flash. I don't think he's actually ever physically run in his life. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not how people move their body. Oh, hell no. It looks like he's ice skating. They might as well have got fucking Apollo Ono to play the Flash or something. <laughs> that's that's like getting uh, Jared Leto to play the Joker. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want to revise my earlier statement about all DC's actors being well cast. Yeah. I want to say most. Yeah. 
but well, I mean, can we can we discuss the Ben Affleck thing? Really, people thought he was good Batman. I, I loved him. Would, yeah, well, I, I think he thought he would have been a good Batman in like maybe a satire show. I don't. I don't like him. Oh, was was it in Man of Steel when they had that scene as him as Batman where he was like latched onto the walls, and like it was after he branded the dude. Oh no, that was uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, that scene was that was a scary Batman. Whenever they would just shine the light over and he would be like, oh yeah, latched onto the walls, and the um the the warehouse fight scene in Batman versus Superman. Like, man, you, Ben Affleck was like, was now you have to think about the Batman they were going for, though. They were going for the grizzled, like basically war veteran Batman. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ben Affleck was. It wasn't your Christian Bale, like I'm new to being Batman kind of thing. It's not going to be your Robert Pattinson. Oh. I'm a, I'm a teenage hipster. I'm Batman. Sorry, that one made me cringe a little bit. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> that's another subject for another time. But I think Robert Pattinson's going to be. <laughs> It, probably, but you know, that's the Twilight cringe because that's he, he just has Twilight attached to his name. Have, but if you see his other movies, he is honestly a really fucking good actor. He really is. And, and after we as a fandom just collectively roasted Ben Affleck, I and, and then I feel like we were all like pretty impressed. Okay, most of us were pretty <laughs> impressed with his portrayal because Nick and I have had this conversation before. We think he's one of, if not the best Batman we've seen on screen. Yeah, um, so now I, if I insulted I, anybody, I'm really sorry, but I just don't like I, it's just Ben Affleck himself, I think, is what I don't like. I think so he was he, able to do both a, a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne versus yeah. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like his Batman because that's yeah, no. that's not a fighter. Batman, when mm-hmm. he moved to fight people, his whole upper torso moved when he punched <laughs> people. Yeah. Uh, but he plays a good Bruce Wayne. I felt like yeah. uh, Ben Affleck had a good mix of both. Yeah, and I'm pretty and, sure if I heard somebody going. Get out and put your hands up. Get out of here. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Don't come at me with that shit. If you take out the murder, the blatant several counts of murder, he is the most accurate, comic book accurate uh, Batman, I feel like. Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. But anyways, now... Distracted. (laughs) Now, I... My biggest thing was... Okay, I fucking love Aquaman. Okay, I love Aquaman. So, and whenever I heard Jason Momoa was going to play Aquaman, I was like, that could work. It's not what I'd expected because I expected blonde hair, blue eyed. I don't know who the fuck they'd get to play Aquaman, but that's what I was expecting. So whenever I saw like that rugged, like King of Atlantis Aquaman looked at that going on, I was like, eh, okay, well, let's try it out. So that's what I was well, you probably Because the comic books, right? And then like the, I don't know if anybody remembers, I think it was the nineties. They had an Aquaman cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched that and you had the blonde hair, but then you had Smallville where they casted um, Alan, Alan Richardson, I think his name is, yeah. as Aquaman and he was blonde. So you always had that blonde, that blonde um, Aquaman. Yeah. And then, so, and this came out before the Aquaman movie. So this was everybody's first impressions of Aquaman. Um, and I didn't, and on all honesty, I didn't like the first impressions of Aquaman. I was like, ah, maybe Jason Momoa is not cut out to be Aquaman. Um, and then, like you said, Steppenwolf is supposed to be is one of Galactic. Gal, I almost said Galactus. Darkseid's heralds, because right, I'm used to Galactus having heralds, not Darkseid. But one of Darkseid's heralds. You didn't see Granny Goodness in there anywhere. You didn't see who's the other guy? Desaad. Yeah, you didn't see him in there. And 
So when it was just Steppenwolf, I was always in the back of my mind hoping that at least maybe we're going to get like a post credit scene with Darkseid or some Darkseid's got to be in it somewhere. So, and then I, I, I'm with Nick on this and I didn't like the, the red overtone, like the red filter they had on it the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, in all honesty, I feel like I blacked out the last 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, what even happened? Exactly. Because I don't understand that fucking battle scene. Number one. And then I, I thought, I thought Cyborg looked like a shit. I thought he just looked like a fucking rust bucket. Like I hated mm-hmm. the, and I, I don't even like that in Snyder's Justice League. Like I don't like the full body. Like basically, the only part of him that's still human is the fucking corner of his face. Like, have you guys seen Doom Patrol? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that cyborg is fucking perfect. That's mm-hmm. how I imagine cyborg. Yeah, it's pretty good. And so I wasn't a big fan of that, and I don't know if like. I don't really know much about Ray Fisher, so I don't know if he's like not a good actor, but he was kind of stale in that movie. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I think, honestly, my favorite part of the Justice League movie was, what, like the first 10? Well, I don't even think it was the first 10. It's that scene that shows a throwback to when um, it shows you see the Green Lantern and you see the, basically Zeus and all them fighting dark side and all that stuff that's that was my favorite part of the movie um but i i don't i don't know i it's just i don't even like talking about it <laughs> I, I will agree that the cgi was really awful I'm yeah really yeah like that was horrible dc and, and always was... has just terrible cgi <laughs> it's like how how are you doing this are you are you choosing to yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, probably what it is is like, well, we're going to save some money and we're going to do some really yeah. shitty things in the CGI. It'll be fine because people will still watch it. I've said this before. It would have the, the death of Superman is a ginormous event and mm-hmm. his resurrection very easily could have warranted an entire Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. They could have spent half the movie just fighting evil Henry Cavill which was mm-hmm. my favorite part of the movie, seeing him look at Ezra Miller yeah. and like, he's like, I'm going to fucking break you. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. <laughs> and then you could have had Batman go off into like Arkham Asylum and like try to break Lex Luthor out of prison. And then you could have had a bunch of other cool Easter eggs in there. I just, yeah, so but then we'd, we'd have to have Jesse Eisenberg come back. That's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't need that. that. No, <laughs> I'm just so yeah. desperate for anything other than what I got. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm I, Zack Snyder can just shit on camera for three hours and I'll watch it <laughs> yeah. at this point. You and love it. you some Zack Snyder. Well, and okay. Uh, Zack okay. Snyder makes some decisions. Yeah, oh, um, that's that's a way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> summer misses, summer hits. Um, but it, you just got to understand, when Zack Snyder gets a hold of, the, of your character, there's a good chance you're not going to get what you're used to. Yeah. That's just an and inevitability. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> it depends it's on different. who you <laughs> Zack Snyder, I don't know if you guys seen his zombie heist film coming out, Army of the Dead, but mm-hmm. I love zombies and I fucking love heist movies. So, Well, you better I, expect a different zombie. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I just wish Zack Snyder didn't have so much control over the DC universe. Mm-hmm, I wish they yeah. had other directors other than you know who did... Well, uh, um, Patty Jenkins Pat, Patty and Jenkins, James yeah. Wan. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
and I was kind of like when the news first came out that Zack Snyder was stepping down from the director position of the Justice League and Joss Whedon was going to step in. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's fine. You know, the Avengers was good, but now going back and seeing all the other Avengers movie, Joss Whedon's Avengers movie was the worst. Like it was <laughs> shit. Like Captain America's costume was fucking stupid. And like <laughs> I, at the time, just like so. I was like, now I can see why. It sucked because I mean, I can at least appreciate what they tried to do with Captain America's thing uh, because they tried to make it comic book accurate first Mm -hmm. before they made it realistic. So, I mean, I I respect the attempt. So, which one was that one that he had directed? He did the first first. one. Oh, okay. Can I tell you how shitty the first one was? Like, I no, I recently because I'm not, I'm like, I'm not big into the Avengers and stuff, but I recently watched it, watched it, and that Chris, they didn't even like try to attempt to like slim down Chris Evans' head. For his skinny ass body, like you have this ginormous head on the skinny ass body, and it drove me insane the entire time. That's all I could think about. I didn't even, I didn't even think about the rest of the movie. All I could be like, is that fucking head is too big for that body? We had to grow into it. That's why they gave him the serum. Horrible though. It was horrible. Well, so recently, me and Junior had a uh, very heated conversation about Thor. Which drove me to go back and watch all the the old Thor the well the old Thor all the Thor movies, um, mm. which if you go back and you watch those first few movies all the way up to Avengers, you can tell like they had an idea that they were going to do an Avengers movie, but it didn't seem like they had the the person over top of them being like, okay, all these movies are going to come together, make them all good, that we kind of got after mm. Avengers. And you, it, and that is rule number one: it's, make them good. It's so obvious that they were just like, okay, you make this movie, you make that movie, and we'll make an, a team up movie at the end of it, where somebody else will direct it. So they got I mean, there. In their in the defense, end. what has been what has been done on a scale that large before? And they they were the first. Nothing like That's, they they did it. Yeah, they're trailblazers. So and they learned they learned from those mistakes, and they've gotten better. I think. I know Junior and hates DC was Marvel like, movies. We can do that in a year. Yeah, I do not hate Marvel movies. <laughs> they didn't even give them it to themselves <laughs> the DC... a year. Yeah. I mean, see, DC, but DC didn't even give us prequel movies, like or individual movies of all these superheroes before they came out with the Justice League. Like, I would have been fine with that. Give me, you gave me Man of Steel. Give me a Ben Affleck Batman movie. Give me a Flash movie. Give me an Aquaman movie. You gave me a Wonder Woman movie. Then do Justice League. Absolutely. That would have gave them yeah. time to build, I don't know, a bigger villain. I mean, for Christ's well, sakes, how many fucking movies did it take? How many movies did we see a 30-second end credited with Thanos in it? It was probably every Marvel movie leading up to, the, to what was it, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, they teased him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, but if we're, talk- if we're talking about Thor for a second, <laughs> I just want to say that in Avengers and the the first Thor movie, the most distracting thing for me is Chris Hemsworth's blonde ass eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> like, this are yep. ungodly blonde. It's pretty bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, but see, and then I was kind of, I was pissed off about the ending of the Justice League because you get Joe Manganiello to play Deathstroke, which is fucking perfect. Like that, he's probably a perfect Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. And then you have to ruin it by showing me that 
literal dickhead with the shaved head, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> talking about forming a legion of doom or an injustice league whatever they were planning on doing and then it goes nowhere mm-hmm. like you never hear anything about it i think if eventually like not too long ago you heard that the deathstroke movie was canned and then joe manganella said oh we never mind we are doing a deathstroke movie and then you hear then the internet fucking does it right we show that we have the power. We demand a Snyder Cut, and we get a Snyder Cut. So my first thought was, okay, I can breathe a sigh of relief, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Because yeah. I went into the original Justice League like a giddy little schoolgirl, and then I left. Wait, were you let down? I was massively let down. But see, and it was kind of fucked up because when I first got to the car, I was like, oh, man. I was talking to my wife. I was like, oh, babe, that was fucking awesome. And then, like, by the time we got home, I was like, you know, it really wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> you're just replaying the movie in your head, and you're like, God, that fucking sucked. Yeah, once you that, get over how starstruck you were. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was me with Wonder Woman, too. It was like, I got done. I was like, I enjoyed that. And then a day later, I was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. That's why we recorded almost immediately after viewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was the same day, now wasn't you know it? I had to get Nick. Listen, <laughs> you'll get me going on the Wonder Woman. And the reason why I like so, I think it was, it could have been a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. I like the acting. I think a lot of people talked about how sexist it was, but mm-hmm. it really wasn't. The only thing that was sexist about it was, you know, Diana, obviously, oh, I want my man and I'm going to give up my powers and everything for my man. And that was really fucked up. Like, because we all know Wonder Woman is an amazon woman right like she is this like really powerful she ain't gonna do that shit come on like (laughs) but but it was the 70s like 70s 60s whatever you know whatever era it came from and so there is going to be some sexism behind it because that's how it was wrote but just also know that she is a superhero and in that era you didn't have a lot of female superheroes so that was a big deal then too i mean ultimately the right decision was made in in, at the end of by the end of the movie right (laughs) I just, I just feel like Wonder Woman 2, they were trying to... I, I just feel like they were trying to cram in that movie. Like, they wanted Maxwell Lord and Cheetah. When, it's too much. Yeah. They should and, probably only had one, and it should have been... I think it should have been Cheetah. I did, yep. too. And then they because, relied too much on Cheetah in the promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't enough Cheetah. Like, it's like, yeah, you on. only got to see five fucking minutes of Cheetah. I know. I, like wanted, I wanted to see her kick some ass. And, like, Other than that, you had... Barbara running around or whatever her name was. I was like, I don't give a damn about Barbara. I want to see Cheetah. I know. We did a Wonder Woman episode like that released the same day, and we were like, boy, we picked the wrong character to focus on. Because it was <laughs> right. all about Cheetah. Right. <laughs> and and there was this that movie was just full of plot holes for me, kinda like expect and the biggest one, and I've I ran into set about this for for <laughs> 30, 45 minutes. I was like, like if they hours. wanted to be realistic, I was like if Maxwell Lord wished to be the Dreamstone, his ass would have turned into a rock and been stuck in that chair the whole damn movie. <laughs> that would have been a better ending. That's that's so funny. Well, look, you could have focused on Cheetah more, right? Yeah. Like, if it yeah. was just a rock. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up, and that was his wish. He's just in the chair like, well, shit. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and then we move away, and we talk about Cheetah for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and, I like that. And then, like, I just felt like there was no repercussions for the villains at the end of the movie like none he undid all of his wishes and then walked out the door like dude how was he not immediately arrested yeah you (laughs) fucked up the whole world 
How do you get on like, a helicopter and fly back to DC? <laughs> and nobody said, and they were like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. I get I me. Mean, I guess he was already on the military base and he's, he just pretended like he didn't lose his powers. So he's like, Hey, you, you want to live? <laughs> he left. I, you know what drove me crazy about that was they didn't give Cheetah anywhere to go. Right. Yeah. Like she lost her power and it's like, well, I really, I really enjoyed Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I think she did mm-hmm. a, a phenomenal oh, job. I agree. She, I thought she was good as Cheetah. Yeah, because you usually see her play the the comedy characters, right? Mm-hmm. And so her playing a villain was actually really, really refreshing to see. But now she doesn't have anywhere to go. And it's like, well, this is bullshit. Yep. Yeah, but a wasted villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and it kind of sucks because, and now you think like, where's where are they going to take Wonder Woman? Because that's Wonder Woman's big bad is Cheetah. Like mm-hmm. you get Ares in the first movie. Now, her usually they save the big bad for later on down the road, but I mean, you just wasted the big bad, and so I, I just I don't know where they're gonna go with it. But anyways, back to the Justice League. So, <laughs> what is your guys' opinion on it being a four hour long movie and not a four part like miniseries? I thought it was gonna be a miniseries. I thought they were releasing no. it. They're releasing the full they thing in four hours. Yeah, four hour movie. Oh. I, I look forward to getting really excited to watch it and then being incredibly bored by the end. <laughs> I, re, I, can, can somebody really sit through a movie for that long anymore? Like, no. I remember yeah. Titanic. Well, like anything else after that. Lord <laughs> of the Rings, yeah, I could do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I got a couple of Adderall left over from college. I could probably <laughs> <do that. laughs> But I think I would have to drink. I, I couldn't do it. I don't I wouldn't want the opera. I'd have to drink to sit through that shit. Mm-hmm. Now I kinda I do kinda think it's a, a bad call to do a four hour long movie. Um a mini series would have been cooler. I would, now I would say like if you're gonna do a mini series, release the whole fucking series at one time. Don't make us wait for none of this bullshit. Just release it all so we can watch it on our own time. But well, you can hit pause once an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have I'm to go get a mini series, motherfucker. <laughs> You're gonna have to go get like go get something to drink, get your restroom. I'm <laughs> the director now. <laughs> I'm actually fine with it being a four hour movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, either way, I'm for punishment. <laughs> I can't disagree with you. Uh, but I've I've always complained that they've tried to rush character development in movies, and you know that's why I was really excited. That's why I've been really pleased with how WandaVision's been going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm how I'm excited for all the other Marvel shows because you know we have time for character development. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that everything felt so forced and rushed in the Justice League movie. So I'm just hoping that this feels at least, if nothing else, a little bit more natural. I'm so excited to see Black Suit Superman. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, and I feel like going back to what you said, I feel like now they're going to make the death of Superman like a bigger deal because they can with four hours. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And so, and you get to see all the heralds of dark side and dark side. So I'm really fucking hyped to see like Omega beams versus heat vision. I was so excited to see granny goodness and decide. I know the minute I saw granny goodness, I was like, holy shit. Like, and now I said, I know you're probably thinking what kind of name is granny goodness. She's a literal old lady. Literally, the names that I mean, when Junior came on to you know for his episode, 
the game we played, I'm just sitting there going, I, I can't believe these. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Were they stoned? Like, did they just run yes. out of names? Like, I don't get it. They did. They did. <laughs> but, but I'm kind of, a part of me is like, and we get Martian Manhunter. That's in one of the new things they added. We get a Martian Manhunter. Who's, is he a Martian? Oh, yeah. He <laughs> he's, from, he's, he's a green Martian from Mars. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like I just have to double check. Well, he's and different the, from the white Martians. Yeah, there's white Martians and green Martians. There's a race war on Mars. We just don't know about it. Uh, oh no. Anyways, and the fact that they're like, oh yeah, uh, Martian Manhunter's been in all the DC movies the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's like, that general from Man of Steel. Yeah. And so like, when you say the the green and white Martians, now all I can I don't know if anybody remembers watching the live action of the Flintstones where you had Gazoo. That's all I can think of now is the little Gazoo's just flying around. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then horrible, I know. I I don't know. I think most of these movies, this movie Snyder version is going to be like character building. Um, and I'm assuming you could do that with the series, right? Like, you didn't, yeah, I mean, you could. You should do like, why couldn't you do a like a season or two of it? And then you could do character building in that, uh, in that time frame. Like, yeah. I think that I would much rather watch it within, you know, our episodes once a week than a four hour movie, and you still don't have the character build that you want, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read, I don't know if it's true, but I read that Zack Snyder is not making any money off of this. He said mm-hmm. he didn't want to get paid so he could have more like control over the thing, like in negotiating, like he can be like, you guys aren't fucking paying me. So that's a hell of a bargaining chip. Yeah. Like, what so are you going to do? He, fire me? But, <laughs> Already happened. But he thinks that they're going to like let him give him more control, which is worse. Like They're not going to give him more control. I, mean, I don't know. And the fact that the movie's rated R, mm-hmm. it's kind of going to give me, uh, well, I hope it's kind of going to give me what I want, but. I, I don't know. Hopefully, the thing, hopefully. The thing is with those characters, I don't. You don't need it to be rated R. No, you don't. I don't no. need a fuck Batman moment. <laughs> yeah, like they had with the Titans. I just, it's yeah. none of these characters really warrant that for me. No, and I as and long as. Reason, go ahead. I was just gonna say, as long as we get what are we? Some kind of Justice League? I'm good. <laughs> I can I, I'm, I can move on from that. Yeah, either fucking that, fantastic. Either that or like instead of saying, what are we a Justice League? Like, what are we, a League of Justice or something like that? Uh, yeah, like they fuck up the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be it has to be Flash. He has to screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like an Avengers or, Endgame, I was hoping that Captain America to fix it. So I'll, just like an Avengers yeah. Endgame, I was hoping that Captain America would be like Avengers Unite. And then everybody in the whole theater would have been like, oh, that's not the corniest line ever, right? I guess he could call it like a justice. He could be like, what are we, some kind of justice society? (laughs) No, that's, I like that. Yeah. But no, then somebody has to come in and say, no, we're a justice league. (laughs) (laughs) They said it. Yeah, exactly. They said it. it. It's like that. It's like that episode of Family Guy when Peter gets excited every time he hears the name of the movie in the movie. But I think it's going to be rated R for the villains. Like, I feel like because Deathstroke's going to be in it. So it's probably going to be some bloody ass fight scene with Deathstroke. Um, and I probably I think they're going to make it rated R because they probably want Joker to say fuck more than once. Are they Are they going to they're not they're not doing what's his face with Joker, right? Yeah, Jared Leto. He's back. Mm-hmm. They, well, 
this one looks kind of scary. The thing is, though, that's that's been okay. So in Batman v Superman, Batman has a vision where like the world's gone like, you know, dark. There are parademons everywhere. And he's wearing that cool outfit. Dark side one, basically. Yeah. Uh, And that's called the nightmare realm with a with a K. Uh, So when we saw this new image of Joker, it was in the nightmare realm. Yeah. So while it's nice to see something different, I don't think it's going to last. No, he's got long hair. His makeup's fucked up. He's wearing a Jesus crown of thorns. I told Nick, I was like, Did, "Are they? Is this the new Crow reboot?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's dude, what it looked like. Yeah. I thought that was going to be was Jason like, Momoa. Black, like black makeup <laughs> and black hair, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think even like the Walking Phoenix would have been a, a better, better option than than Jared Leto. Is that going to be just a question? Then, then we got to get into one division, but. It, it, did they is Joaquin's Joker gonna ever like do a Batman thing? Like whether it's it was, whether really, it's, it was actually really good. I liked that movie. A lot Pattinson's of people Batman. You're assuming he's actually the Joker. Oh, now, oh I assume he's. I assumed this was an Elseworlds story. That was my first assumption was that it was an Elseworlds story. That's a good way to look at it. And so. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's ever going to go toe to toe with Batman or like because let's just be honest Batman would beat the shit out of that Joker. He would beat the ever loving fuck out of Joaquin Phoenix. And he would just mm-hmm. laugh. So I I liked the fan theory that uh, Arthur Fleck was actually the Joker's father. Oh, okay. I like yeah. I like the, pro- the 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 possibility of anytime the fans don't like something DC's done, they're just like, "Nope, that's a different universe." <laughs> <laughs> this and one's the real one. For now. That didn't really happen. Yeah, that, that is true. That's, that. yeah, yeah, that's usually what most people go to. And, but I mean, I'm still holding out. I assume a Flashpoint movie is still in the works. Um, I don't know. Which Flashpoint said is again where the Flash runs back in time or runs through time and fucks things up. Um, Just another another time that he fucks them up. But but I'll, but I'll tell you, I'll be completely honest with you. If they say yes, this is for sure happening. If they don't fucking cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne, I'm not seeing the movie because you <laughs> that is literally like a golden goose right in front of you. Everybody knows it, everybody wants it, and if they don't do it, I'm like, well, they don't give a fuck about this movie, so I'm not going to see it. That would be perfect casting. Yeah, yeah. it would be. And then however they just decide to do everything else cuz I think an evil Jason Momoa Aquaman would be badass cuz at the time in Flashpoint Aquaman and Wonder Woman they're fucking each other, but then Wonder Woman kills Mira, and then that pisses off Aquaman. I don't know why, because he was cheating on her. So much drama. <laughs> there's a lot of drama in Flash. Yeah. Like, drama. I think that they should, they should just like take every comic book ever made and just make it into a series, and like or like have one big series, and every episode is one comic book where you have all this like drama. You know, it'd just be like it'd be like a reality TV show. Yeah, but <laughs> okay, so. Speaking of series and comic book series and movie TV series, WandaVision, right? My first Vision. prediction was going to be, okay, this is going to be in House of M story. Okay. And now I'm like, I, I obviously it can't fully be House of M because the X-Men's not in it. Um, well, kind of, right? Like, didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the full story, but a backstory of, um, what is her name? I always forget her name. She got kicked out, Darian. 
Uh, Monica Rambeau? Right. Like, didn't she just become an X-Men, basically? I, I don't know. Like, and and I'm gonna I want to hear Nick and Junior's. Yeah, like, that's why I'm curious. Like to me, it's almost like she became an X Men. Like her, literally, her genes have been completely rearranged and changed and shit. So she's mutated. So I I I got an answer for this actually. Um, to be okay. in, in to be in the the X Men, you have to have the X gene, which you're born with. Okay. If you're not born with it, okay. you're not a mutant. You are X Men. Okay. You're an Inhuman, actually. Uh, is yeah, is like the true. the basis of it, um, which is well, I don't know. I, I think Inhumans have a whole other thing, but you're not. I an think X-Men. to be an Inhuman, that's... you had to be exposed to Terrigen Mist. I think yeah, to be an Inhuman, yeah. you had to. There was Terrigen Mist had to cause your cause your mutation, right? But so, what do you think has caused Monica's mutation? Besides, you know, what insight going through that that whole. I guess like force field to get into the other into Wanda's world. Like what in that caused her to mutate? Uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 know I think the way they explain well, I think it, it goes back to like her, like, cause they experimented on Wanda. Right. And that's how she became the way she is. Is that what mm-hmm. the story is with Scarlet Witch? I think yeah. that like, that's probably a lot of it, right? Like her power is probably some weird freaking like radiation experiment. Yeah, they couldn't quite do a comics accurate storyline, yeah. right? In the like movies. I feel like, yeah, because you'd have to go back so far to correct that. Like, isn't the way in the MCU that her and Quicksilver got their powers as they were experimented on by, um, was it uh, Baron von Strucker and with the Reality Stone, and that's mm-hmm. how they got their powers. They like they weren't born like in the comic books. They weren't Magneto's kids. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to like go back and unfuck everything that you've already done before to you know, make that happen. They still could be Magneto's kids. They could, yeah, they, that, they could retcon that. But uh, as mean, far as the get, powers go, yeah. If you get uh, Scarlet Witch and Agatha Harkness m- m- magic bullshit. Well, I'm a normal ass dude. Agatha Harkness is magic, but yes. whole Wanda, ass magic sorceress. Wanda's thing is reality ma- manipulation. It's not magic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is why they're trying to get away from the Scarlet Witch persona. Not her, not actually being called the witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let's. I'll give us another jumping off point. Let's. Because this is the thing everybody's saying. This is the thing everybody wants to know. So I want your guys' answers. Is Mephisto going to appear in WandaVision? No. I don't think so. I think that's... Wow. Um, I think that's too... Dark? No, not too dark, but they need they need that to save that for a character like Ghost Rider. Or, hell, even Moon Knight. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, just something more mystical because they're very obviously trying to make it seem like Wanda is not a magic user. And I think we've only got, I think two episodes left. I don't see them revealing Mephisto in two episodes. It's possible, but the cool, the good thing about Mephisto is he, you're not going to kill Mephisto. Mm-hmm. So he, he can definitely be a reoccurring villain whenever he decides to be a bastard <laughs> or anyone yeah. wants to do something dumb and make a, a dumb agreement. 
I could see, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to completely and- retract my statement. Yes. <laughs> because here's why I just thought about, I thought, you know, he'd be a good villain in a Dr. Strange movie. What's the next Dr. Strange mm-hmm. movie? Wanda's in it. Multiverse of madness. Multiverse. Yep. Yeah. And that could be what it. attracted Agatha Harkness to Scarlet Witch because Mephisto senses people who are, are desperate. And, you know, who would be more desperate after all of this loss than Wanda? So Agatha, being already a super strong magic lady, could have, like, figured out that Mephisto was coming and she kind of, like, intercepted him. Yeah, but why did she kill the dog? For the for the she's hell of it. Bitch. Like, she's just <laughs> a bitch. Like, like, no, see, <laughs> my theory is that she's working with Mephisto. Like, that, like, she's not doing it alone. I think she's working with Mephisto. And I think Wanda's Maybe. brother is Mephisto. Well, I, I, I think like they kind of showed her like messing around. Like, like uh, Quicksilver could have just been a uh, like a construct of Agatha's. Mm-hmm. You know, a part of me. The reason I was going to say, I think it's a maybe on Mephisto because Mephisto's deals. You always get what you want, but there's always a catch, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to deals with Mephisto. So my thought was, she, like you said, Mephisto looks for and preys on people that are desperate and she was desperate to get vision back to have this perfect life. So she wished for the power to do that. And so she goes and gets vision. Mephisto's like, I'll give you this perfect life. I'll give you what you want. And I'll come back for a favor later on or something like that. But the catch was, is those constructs and those, that perfect life can't exist outside of Westview, which is why when Vision left, he started deteriorating. And so if when the kids would leave, like in the in the House of M storyline, or not the House of M, in event it started out in Avengers Disassembled. Apparently the kids were basically powered by Wanda's ability to focus on them. And if every time she didn't focus on them, they would disappear. And that's when Agatha showed up and helped Wanda and said, these kids, these twins are constructs of your imagination. Every time you're not thinking about them, they, they fail to exist in reality. And I think this is their version of that. Cause right now the kids are gone. Like the kids at the last episode of WandaVision, the kids are missing. That's when she found out Agnes was Agatha Harkness. Um, so I feel like maybe the kids tried to maybe venture out past Westview and now they are made it out and they, so they cease to exist. So that was Mephisto's basically double-edged sword. You can have what you want, but it can't exist outside of your bubble, your Westview or whatnot. So I don't think Pietro is Mephisto and I don't think Agatha's working or helping Mephisto. If she's helping anybody at this point, I'm starting to believe that it's Nightmare. And that Pietro may be nightmare because he's I, a lesser known character. But with that theory, like I, I feel like, um, like it's a good theory, but it's also assuming that Wanda isn't strong enough to to do this on her own, which I completely disagree with. I think she's a really strong character and could do this all by herself. That's actually uh, Junior texted me one day, being like, "Do you think it's Mephisto? Do you think it's Nightmare?" And I told him, I was like, "I, I just think it's Wanda. I think, yeah." Wanda is going to be the villain for the whole series. Um, of course, he was right because he's always right. He wasn't right about <laughs> which villain it was, but anyway, 
Um, uh, yeah, because I, I think if it, if it was Mephisto, I don't think she'd be able to control the uh, the radius of it. You know, when she, when she when Vision is yeah, falling apart it, and she makes it wider. And when you look at like when Vision breaks uh, the reality of these uh, people that are trapped in there, they're all saying it's her. Mm-hmm. Now that could yeah. be you know Mephisto taking on another form, you know, but. You know, it does it does make more sense that this is Wanda's doing. Yeah. And 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 I see Nick's standpoint, like I feel like if you're gonna introduce Mephisto, you have to introduce him in Doctor Strange or a Ghost Rider movie. Um and now correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the order of things, isn't it WandaVision, then Spider Man, and then Doctor Strange is like how they're kinda like the trilogy on how they're tied together. Like, isn't Spider-Man caught in between Doctor Sp- Strange and One Division? It is releasing in between. I don't. I don't necessarily know that it's connected. I know from what I understand that it is a kind of multiverse thing, but I don't. I don't know that they're connecting all three of those. Do okay. we even know like what time this this show is supposed to take place? As far as like, I know, we it's haven't seen right any, after, like. It's it's after Endgame. I think because it's, everybody's back. Yeah. So. And and Vision is dead. Yeah. But right. yeah, Vision's dead. And see, uh, there's a lot of also like a lot of theories around. Um like I don't think that they're just going to do one episode of WandaVision. I think that they'll do a couple because it's so popular, right? Everybody loves the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that uh, and I like these series and I I agree with them is they're they're not just introducing like the doctor strange they're also um like we discussed this last time and you're gonna hate you're gonna hate this nick i'm sorry but <laughs> if it's a spoiler you're like god damn it <laughs> but you know netflix releasing um the rights to jessica jones and a couple other shows i think you're gonna see jessica jones be introduced i think you're gonna see all these other um netflix shows you know that netflix had the rights to be reintroduced because um you know when disney i have a hate a hate love relationship with Netflix, but when Disney purchased the rights to that, Netflix was just like, "All right, screw you. We're ending Jessica Jones. We're ending all this shit." And it's like, "But, but it was so good. Why would you? You know, why are you doing it this way?" But they did it in a way that wasn't too disrespectful. Yeah, I think I didn't finish uh, season two of Jessica Jones. I just fell off of it. But everyone else's story kind of hit a, a good stopping point. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a whole nother discussion, but the fact that Disney said they have no plans for rated R movies outside of Deadpool, um, to me, kind of shit on the idea that we're going to get uh, another John Bernthal Punisher, mm-hmm. um, how they expect to do Blade. I was explaining to my wife, you know, when you make a PG-13 movie, it's tr- you get one fuck in the whole movie. You can say fuck one time, and if you're going to kill stuff, it can't be blood. It has to be like black ooze or slime or something like that. So they could do Blade, but let's just be honest. I could probably tell you Blade says fuck more than one time. Blade. I think they've already. Uh, I think they've already announced that it's not going to be R. Okay, yeah. that's sad. The uh, first time you can't you can't beat Wesley Snipes and Blade, right? Like, we're not <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the, like guy they, <laughs> the guy that they got to play him. I really, I love that actor. I can't, his Marshall name is Ollie. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. His character in Luke Cage was just, 
Uh, oh, fucking cotton mouth. Yeah, he had a real captivating energy on screen that like he unsettled you when yeah. he was there because you didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Yeah. No if one you, was safe. If you want to see the complete opposite of that character, watch the Green Book. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Dude. The one with uh, Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, fantastic yeah. movie. He's amazing in it. Yeah. I, I, going back to uh, someone mentioned a Punisher movie, I... Or even a series, not necessarily a movie, but... I don't know what else you can do with Punisher, because like his whole shtick is just angry white guy shoot other bad guy. <laughs> Put him in Deadpool. Yeah. Put him in Deadpool I and mean, have him shoot Deadpool a lot. I, it'd be perfect. That. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. he's kind of like the Hulk in that he's better as like a, a side character. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the it's, main focus. The, the thing that I really love about WandaVision, we're going back to WandaVision, is Wanda is kind of not really a really um, main character on the Avengers, right? They kind of just like, OK, come on in. Uh, and that's what I love. that They're kind of like, let's look at the side characters. Let's start mm-hmm. looking at all these side characters because they're just as important. And they have some really strong backstories they have some really strong abilities they have a lot behind them and we're not seeing that because we're we're looking at captain america or we're looking at you know the hulk or we're you have all these other things that we're looking at and not the side characters so i'm really excited about that and i really hope that they continue down that path and yeah. wonder it's just the start i mean if you want to be really ballsy when you make a Ghost Rider movie, don't do Johnny Blaze, do Frank Castle and just start right off the bat with Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> I mean, oh, that people would just lose their minds. They would, yeah, they would. There's yeah. no way that I can handle the phone call with my mother having to explain that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, man. We'll just do an episode on it. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. Then, but, but no, it's. I don't know. I feel like Mephisto and WandaVision. I feel like would be. I'm honestly going to say be too dark. Um like that's what I'm saying. I could see it in a Doctor Strange movie because Doctor Strange, where he's like the master of mystic arts, he does. I mean, hell, he was fighting those one-eyed clay figures or whatever. The mindless the ones. Yeah, the mindless ones. Um, and then, which, which I'm pretty sure, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the villain for Doctor Strange is probably gonna be Baron Mordo. Um, and so. But that's what I'm saying. In Doctor Strange, you could do, you could at least introduce Mephisto. I'm not saying make him the main villain, but because Doctor Strange has those darker tendencies. Um, See, I think WandaVision is actually really dark in itself. Like, here is a, somebody that just lost everything in their life. And, like, yeah. literally, it's just like, fuck it all. Just fuck it all. <laughs> like, I'm done. Yeah, like, loss, grief. Hard. I mean, yeah. you're, go- you're going through the five stages of grief. Yeah, like oh, she's yeah. gonna it's have to. And like she's she's not doing it alone. She's making sure other people are feeling it too. Like, and this yeah. is what happens when you don't accept your shit. Like, yeah. if you don't like, deal yeah. with what happened to you, you're gonna create ten year olds on accident. Yeah, yeah. One division <laughs> is is absolutely a a horror series. It, it is. It really is. Now, now I'm not gonna lie. If at the end of this season of WandaVision, Mephisto fucking does show up and like touches both the kids and they like absorb into him. And he's like, I was just taking back what's mine. And they just touch the fucking kids. Like I would scream my head off. And, <laughs> I was like, I was we'll like, be doing an episode right then and there. Right? The, whole, the whole next season. I'm like, that's it. It's over. The whole next season is going to be house of M. That's how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to introduce mutants. Yada, yada, yada. I was, I don't expect them to introduce mutants in this series. I don't, I sure as hell wasn't, even 
fathoming the possibility that they were going to bring Reed Richards in. Because I'm going to be honest, they probably would never introduce Reed Richards until they get John Krasinski to play Reed Richards. Um, until they can talk him into it, which I'm pretty sure he would do it. I mean, what the fuck's he doing now? Fucking, what is that movie? Uh, Working on The what? Quiet Place Part 3 or 4? Yeah, The Quiet Place and uh, Jack Ryan. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, you can be fucking Reed Richards. Come on now. So I want to say I ha- I have a theory, a fan theory that I just I've loved from the get go about how they could have introduced mutants, because yeah. in in Endgame, they tell everyone that when Thanos snapped, it released a wave of gamma radiation throughout the cosmos that has never been seen before. Mm-hmm. And then they did it to, at least two more times. Yeah. <laughs> So you, I mean, very easy at that point. I mean, gamma radiation caused the Hulk, you know, what the hell can it do on these other? Well, I guess half of the people are gone. So 3.5 billion people. That's can, actually, that. yeah, that works out really well because the people, I it, cause cancer, but you know, well, yeah, realistically, <laughs> everyone gets tumors. You get a right. tumor. You'll get a tumor. <laughs> That's basically, it's like, Hey, here you go. I'm but a tumor no, man. I, I, like that theory. I think it's a really great theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's super easy. I could see that like every and maybe not just like people that just came back during the snap, but every like woman that was pregnant or whatever gave birth to, to a, a mutant. mutant. Yeah, I could I could see that. And if you want to count the time that Thanos used the stones to destroy the stones, that's now four things of, of gamma radiation yeah, permeating the cosmos. Shit up. We should have we should have hulks running around all over the world. Oh, yeah. Do you want that? though? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have to do the whole rule of. You know, now they're born with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, you can do that going forward, but it's like you've altered the the cellular structure, the DNA of of people that already exist. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that when they bang and create other people, their cellular structure will be different. <laughs> or, but that's how you can just have boom, adult mutants. I mean, you yeah. could even like because the the whole thing is you're born with the X gene. You, the gamma radiation could have just set it off. Mm-hmm. These people are all born with it, but it wasn't it was the until activation. the snap. Yeah, it, it activated the X gene, and now there's all this gamma radiation floating throughout the cosmos that it's just going to be a thing from now on. What if, what if, here's a, here's the theory now, now, stick with me. What if Wanda is the creator of this? Like, what if she creates mutants? Like, that was one, I've heard that theory before that Wanda is going to be the one, or this whole thing is what's going to create or. Bring- if you think about it, like, you, you've seen Monica, you know, get told that her her genes have changed drastically and then she she goes through it again and becomes powerful or has has a, an ability so couldn't want to do that with everybody that's inside or she expands it so much that it it creates a new a, a new mutant i want to expand on that you could have a, a a battle between agatha and scarlet witch we've already I, seen the bubble i'm sorry the hex expand <laughs> before rapidly so if they just have this giant big ass sorceress battle and then just you just have waves of that shit. It can just permeate again through the planet. So, so I mean, I think it's doable. So, do you think that I'm not even gonna at this point? I don't even know if that's Pietro, but do you think that's the Fox? I'll, I'll call it the Fox verse Pietro that they brought in, or do you think it's just some average schmuck that was in the original Westview, New Jersey? Because at the end of that last episode of WandaVision, he just shows up. He's like, huh, Snooper's going to snoop. All I right. mean, with the whole multiverse thing, yeah, they, that could just be like they, they, they're they bringing in 
they could just bring in the X-Men from a different universe. It's a possibility. My, my original theory was, as she's doing this, she's, of course, tearing holes in reality and opening up wormholes to different multiverses or whatever. And at the time, she was thinking of Pietro. So they plucked, so her or whatever forces at work or whatever pluck Pietro, who she's thinking about at the time, because this happens right after Monica brings up Ultron and the fact that he was killed by Ultron. So Pietro's fresh on her mind. They pluck the Pietro that they can find or whatever from that multiverse and plop him in there. And that's how he got there. And, and that's my theory. But I, at this point, I honestly... I honestly don't have a clue at this point. One division is very good at answering questions with questions. I honestly think that is, that is too much to hope for. I, I think that it is just a construct. Thanks for my destroying. Myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do think it's just a construct of Agatha's. She's been plugged into this since the beginning. And I just honestly think casting of Evan Peters was, was fan service. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it's, well, I think it, it's that that actor had that role for longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. He, he got to flesh it out a little bit more, so maybe and that's... he was way better. I, yeah, I, do think, I do think he was better. But, anyways, I, um, it's I, I agree that WandaVision is like a one of those shows where it's you know, you 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 get your questions answered by more questions, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. a continuous question um i'm i'm good as long as they're not like okay we're done with this by you know like (laughs) we're ending it no real ending i think it will end on a cliffhanger that will be answered in dr strange yeah Um, it will i hate to do that to you but (laughs) they will or they'll touch on it to like refresh your memory in spider-man they'll be like remember this happened but that's where I will be like, okay, well, I'm canceling my Disney Plus. <laughs> right. I don't. I want them to be completely separate. Like you can reference what happened in the other things, but I don't want them to, to be dependent of each other. Yeah. Because uh, my, again, I'm gonna get phone calls from my mother, and I'm gonna have to explain it, and I've already got a headache. Because <laughs> you had to watch it, right? Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. WandaVision has blown all of my expectations out of the water. They, they promised us something different. They delivered. Mm-hmm. and in the beginning of it like the start the first couple episodes i was just like ah, you know this is really corny this is you know i love bewitched i love i love lucy we're, we're kind of go playing into that what the hell is going on here but you know i was i was i had my reservations but then i'm glad i continued it because it's like i really liked this like they really turned that point and it was really great i i, I even loved the first couple episodes like they didn't i didn't feel like they took themselves seriously um like it just like the comedy in it I felt like it was actually funny. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the first couple episodes. Agreed. So, so let me ask you guys this. So, I, I f- of course they're playing Wanda out to be the big bad, but we all know that uh, Hayward, I believe that's his name, wants to turn Vision into a weapon. That was what Operation Cataract was, is they wanted to turn him into a sentient weapon to basically patrol space. He's going to be Space Cop. Mm-hmm. So... Do you think it's one of those things to where Hayward goes through with this plan and decides to bomb the Hex and everybody has to work together? Or do you think it's going to be one of those things where that's going to happen, but Wanda's still going to be the bad guy? Because I don't want that. I don't want it to be at the end. I don't. I like 
don't get me wrong, I like happy endings in Marvel movies, especially, but like sometimes some things are better off left with the ending. Like you're just like, oh fuck. No, these some of these heroes deserve it. <laughs> ending though. just like, once just once in a while right <laughs> one time um i'll tell you my theory real quick because it's quick i think he's gonna bomb it she's gonna kill him there you go it's over you think she's <laughs> actually gonna kill him i think she will she like her threat was really freaking serious the first time like it was intense the, th- the thing is i she has come too far at this point and if if if, if all of this has been her doing I don't think mm-hmm. she could ever go back to being a bad guy because she's torturing like a thousand people right now. Yeah. And that's like, these are like, like hanging war crimes right now. This is punishable by death yeah. by pretty much any hero standard that's out there. I think th- there's gotta be some, something that redeems her in the end. It's just gotta be in order her, for her to stay a hero. Absolutely. You know, if they do want to do house of M and you know, as much as I don't, I don't know if in House of M, Professor X is the one keeping her basically comatose. Mm-hmm. You know they could do it to where she's about to snap, and then Vil- and then Vision fucking phases through her head with his hand and knocks her out cold, and then that's when she's like in that comatose state to keep everything back to normal. Vision knowing he's gonna die if she if he she does that because the hex will come down. You know, he'll be back to pieces, um, whatever. Vision, knowing Vision's like that, I'm going to say all-American good guy almost. Like, he's always going to do the right thing. I don't think he would let Wanda kill Hayward, even though Hayward wants to use him as a weapon. I don't think he would let, even though I'm pretty sure we're going to get a Monica, Wanda, Agatha, whatever fight scene. I don't think Vision, Vision's going to basically, he's starting to come to realization that what Wanda's doing is wrong. He knows that. Mm-hmm. And Darcy was telling him all that stuff. So he knows that what she's doing is wrong. And I feel like it's one of those, I'm not going to say kill one to save a million kind of, or to save a thousand, for example, in this scenario, but I feel like he would put Wanda out to save all these other people. Yeah. I don't think we've seen uh, enough opportunities of vision being the hero. Yeah. You know, he came alive at the end of age of Ultron. He, he fought his friends in civil war and was immediately marked in infinity war. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, <laughs> so he hasn't had really, I now current he's OP as shit. Yeah. He does not belong on earth with like the normal human people. <laughs> yeah. It's just not even, it's like you are a God amongst men, but I don't think he's had enough time to shine yet. So do you think he's, he's more powerful than Wanda and um, Agatha put together? Because that's my, that's like, so we're going to that theory where we assume it's just Wanda, but what if Wanda is actually going to start working with Agatha to keep Vision alive? So in Age of Ultron, I think it's an Age of Ultron, her powers have, are changed in the MCU. She has reality warping powers and mm-hmm. Vision. a lot of Vision's powers are he can like control mass and density and she's already shown that she can override him. Like, cause mm-hmm. at one point he's trying to stand up to her and she just crumbles in him into the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she can, she can take him out. No problem. Yeah. He, yeah. The, the best way for him to come at her is through her, her, her heart, mm-hmm. through her emotions. So before we get too far away from it, listening to all the theories, I've kind of come up with one of my own. That's kind of a, 
combination of everything. I think whether Mephisto's in it or not, we, we always have to have that big battle at the end to, to end the movie, the series, whatever. I think we're mm-hmm. going to get that. But mm-hmm. I think what we might end up getting is Vision trying to stop Wanda and maybe going too far in some capacity, which breaks Wanda. And mm-hmm. what's going to happen from there is she's going to use her powers to try to maybe envelop the whole world with the hex, but screw it up somehow and break open the multiverse. Then enter mm-hmm. Dr. Strange. He's going to try to fix everything. And that's maybe why it's called multiverse of madness. Uh, that's just me spitballing. <laughs> but I, I mean, it could work. It could work though. Uh, I could see that. And like you said, I don't want Spider-Man to have to rely on one division and then Dr. Strange have to rely on Spider-Man and one division. But if that's the case and they do do this multiverse thing and that's what happens, that would explain Spider-Man, whether it be uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up and then they fight this, I don't know, like multi universal sinister six where they just pluck villains from each one because i mean total there's about six villains you could have you could have a sinister six if you took the villains from the other multiverse and we mm-hmm. know jamie fox is in it we know afrod molina's back in it we know uh of course michael keaton's in it um all these people are back in it so you could do that and that would make sense so i don't know i but i do like the idea of vision going too far now i don't know if it's going too far as to where he does something that breaks Wanda mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever, or if it's the fact that he has he's facing the Professor X dilemma. Like, what do you do? Because the big thing was, what do you do with Wanda Maximoff? Do you kill her? Or... Give her a hug, because she fucking needs one so bad. <laughs> well, that, that You're not wrong. They didn't know what to do, because if they killed her, then this would stop. But if they let her live... Then she would basically destroy reality with her with her powers. And her crimes are just too fucking large at this point to ignore. Yeah. I like <laughs> like I hope if they do Terra Rift and then we've got the multiverse, they can take us, the viewer, into a place where she's never done this before and we can all just ignore it happened. Or yeah. like what about what about you don't ignore it, but she becomes a villain instead? Like that would be a completely like people would be pissed, but it would be cool. That could work with this mm-hmm. character progression. I mean, she was a villain first. Right. Oh, look, she was a villain first. She was with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. She was mm-hmm. a villain first. So you could. I would, me personally, I would love to see Agatha take her under her wing and basically not really, I'm not going to say teach her magic because she may know magic already and like add that magic to her reality warping powers. And then that's when Doctor Strange comes in and he's like, Wanda, you've been shown how to use magic, but you've been shown how to use it wrong. And now let me show you, because is at this point, is Doctor Strange, like as of right now with the Doctor Strange movie um, Avengers, is Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so see, he's basically the master of mysticism. Like he's the, mm-hmm. the best sorcerer in this multiverse in this universe he's the best sorcerer and so he could do that he could show her how to 
use her powers the right way after Agatha has taught her how to use them the wrong way. Like Agatha could teach her how to use her powers to get what she wants and do things that only help her and benefit her when Doctor Strange could come back and bring her back to basically the light side and say, you can use your powers to help other people. So, See, the, the thing that really gets me, though, is like Wanda has done some really heinous things, you know, with all these people, but she also hasn't lost like her grip on reality yet. Like you see the, I think it was the first episode, you see her, a Vision's boss start choking on food and she's mm. just like sitting there and the wife, you know, can't do anything. And she's just like saying, stop it, stop it. And then Vision is looking at Wanda, like, let me help him. Like, mm-hmm. and so she finally is like, grasps that and like, Vision, help him. And so you see her, like all these, it, her, her, she still has her morality, right? Like she hasn't lost that yet. And even in the last couple of um, episodes, even though she's like, feels like she's losing control, she still has that morality. Um, so I think that's, what's interesting about the whole thing is, she still has morals, but she's pegged as this horrible, horrible like villain in this right now. I, I will say, because a thing I've been thinking about is what if the kids exist only because Agatha allows them to exist? Like instead of them being a piece of Mephisto, it's something that Agatha has conjured, like she may have conjured Pietro. Or... So. And that would explain the last episode, right? Where she's like, let me take the kids. Yeah. I, I came up with a theory and said this is based off of something that you mentioned previously. If we take the, the route of her becoming the villain and she has this battle, you know, somehow her hex powers go throughout the planet, you know, and we get mutants. What if her parents never died in Sokovia and it turns out her father survived and he had a, an X-Men gene that was awoken. And wouldn't you know it, he can control metal. Boom, Magneto's <laughs> her dad again. Boom. That would actually be a, that's a really good theory though, right? Like, Yeah, that'd be cool. I should be yeah. a writer. Yeah, See? there you go. Say, you can fucking save you, you from going down this destructive rabbit hole. Yep, and then she can could write, work with you, the Brotherhood. And... Yeah. I was gonna say, you can write, you can learn how to direct, and then go to Disney and say, hey, you need a couple more directors. <laughs> <laughs> So we're approaching the hour and a half mark and unfortunately we have to wrap it up. But let me ask you guys, I'm going to ask you guys as a group something Then I'm going to ask Nick something individually. Who would you want to play Magneto in the MCU? Cause a lot of people want Michael Fassbender back. I'm a fan of, I'm going to say, I'm going to say old man Magneto. Like Ian McKellen was awesome, but he was, he's old though. I would yeah, want, that's the downside. Like, yeah, how much longer does he have? Right. <laughs> yeah, like I, I personally, if you're going to do a young mag or younger Magneto, I would say get Michael. I'm not going to say get Michael Fassbender back because he still looks too young to be somebody's dad, especially somebody as old as Wanda. But mm-hmm. um, the guy I think would be a really badass Magneto, and he could look old. Is um the guy who plays jamie lannister on game of thrones mm-hmm. that could work he's got like the magnificent hair for it too yeah and so and he can we've seen with jamie lannister he can be a downright dick and magneto is a dickhead sometimes so 
that would be my dream casting of Magneto for the MCU. Would be I I his name's like Nicolaj Colster Waldauer, something atrocious that I can't pronounce. <laughs> something that sounds Polish. Yeah, he's Polish. Um, oh, is he really? Did I get it right? I, I don't know. I, oh. He's 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 European. He's some from somewhere in Europe. But so, what about you guys? Said, I'll, do you want to take it? Do you know? Or oh, that's a hard one for me. So I'll let I'll let these two go. I, I got an idea. If we ride the train mm-hmm. that we've seen lately, make it Pedro Pascal. <laughs> he's good in everything. <laughs> he's gonna be Joel in The Last of Us. Might as well just. Tack that shit on. Take Magneto. I don't like that, by the way. I don't like that. I don't I, like that at all. I, I'm not. I'm not for it either. Not knocking his acting chops because he can act, but once you're the Mandalorian, you're always going to be the Mandalorian. I'm like, that's not Joel. That's Din Jaren. I'm. I'm so happy about his career. Like he. Yeah. I'm glad he's getting good things. Yeah, me too. But he's. I don't know if he can pull off the, the dirty Southern accent. Or whatever that, that Joel has, then more power to you. That's key. I need that that charming Southern accent. That gruff Southern accent. Yes. Not that fucking rogue '90s cartoon Southern accent. No. <laughs> I want. I, I, I don't like who they cast as. Um, what's her face? Ellie. Yeah, it's not a good fit. I I never it watched Game of right. Thrones, so I don't I don't know how well that that well. Does. It's like I was telling Sid. We all know who we wanted. The original. Thing probably in all, in everybody's dream world would have been Ellen Page, mm-hmm. but she recently came out, changed her name to Elliot. So I, that kind of, I, I honestly feel like that threw HBO for a fucking loop because that's probably what they were riding on us or they, who they were hoping for. Um, but anyways, in a, in another world. So, <laughs> Junior, are you sticking with Pedro Pascal? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, Nick, you got anybody off the top of your head? Ooh, that'd be fucking good. Google like attractive old white guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know I, I know I know who I know who I think it would be. Uh, yeah. You're gonna laugh, but I honestly I think this would be a really good one. Johnny Depp, actually. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp would be a good one. I don't know. He's in a lot of trouble for beating the shit out of what's her name. Well, yeah, but, but let's before that. Okay? I could see it. He's got the confidence and the swagger, and again, the amazing hair. Um, right. I think he he could do it. Yeah, he has the, the acting behind it. I think too. The only thing about Johnny Depp that I would say no about is his like physical stature. Like he's kind of shorter. He's kind of skinnier. Uh, Magneto's always kind. Magneto's always been like the master of the dad bod kind of. Like he's never been ripped. Well, in the nineties, everybody was ripped, but. Mm-hmm. But he's like he's tall, but he's in good shape. Yeah, yeah he's not he's not super buff, but he like he's right. he's not a string bean either. Exactly. So yeah. Johnny Depp would be good acting chops wise because I've always thought Johnny Depp was a good actor, right? Uh, and I could see and I could see his mannerisms being awesome. I could see like the way he because Johnny Depp would make Magneto a different Magneto, but the same Magneto at the same time, right? So I could see that. The only problem I see is like physical stature. Pierce Brosnan, I could see do good because let's just be honest. Silver Fox. <laughs> he, let's just Pierce Brosnan alone. The fact that he played James Bond could probably talk any woman out of their panties. Mm-hmm. Yep, Lord. still to this day. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, Magneto. Be real, he could talk you out of yours too. Come on, Magneto's got what, like four or five kids. There's definitely there's a hundred percent that Pierce Brosnan Brosnan could play the womanizing Magneto. Yeah, so I, I actually really like that casting. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, we'll have to. I have to get you guys back. We we just need to do a dedicated like fan casting episode. I think that's <laughs> so. I've always loved doing that shit. But anyways, all right, Nick, I got something for you. I heard you're a Star Wars guy. So, we know how. First, the first thing I want to ask you is, do you approve of the ending of Mandalorian season two? Did you want Luke Skywalker, or would you have preferred another Jedi? Oh, they completely redeemed him in one episode. Yeah, I agree. And I love the subtle nods to Darth Vader, like, through the whole thing, like, because let's just be honest, the best thing about Rogue One was that ending scene with Darth Vader coming through the tunnel and just fucking up the Rebels. And you saw a glimpse of that when the elevator opened and the fog came out and he was just started fucking up those Death Troopers. Um, so what do you believe is next for Mando? Do you believe he next season is going to... Like, I believe next season is probably going to take place a lot on... Mandalore or or revolve more around Mandalorians as a whole. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, I was gonna say she's she's taking it for. Yeah, I'm I'm subtly like hoping that he shows up and they find out he has the dark saber and they're like pressured him to lead Mandalore and become the next Mandalore. Um, which we all know. Like, don't get me wrong, I have nothing but. There's nothing that makes me not think that Din Djarin could rule Mandalore, but he's just not that kind of person. Um, so I believe a lot of it. I honestly believe, like you, I believe a lot of it is going to be Mandal the Man Mando versus Bo-Katan. Like I feel like, like I could see her running off to Death Watch and say, "This guy has the dark saber. He doesn't deserve it." And then, you know, that's starting a whole bunch of shit. But do you think we'll see Grogu again? I hope so. Nothing against him. But I hope so because I don't want... Like, the thing that kind of bothered me the most when, is when most of the time when you said Mandalorian, most people's like, oh, that's a show with Baby Yoda in it. 
the like, Baby that's Yoda not what show. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's yeah. not supposed to be the Baby Yoda show. It should be the Baby Yoda show. It's called The Mandalorian, not... Well, since we're on the topic of, of Star Wars, can I just ask this question real quick? Yep. Is Jar Jar Binks your favorite? Oh, you fuck right <laughs> off, dude. I fucking hate that piece of shit. God, nothing pisses me off more than Jar Jar Binks. Oh, you mean <laughs> Darth Jar Jar? I will never ask you guys to be on this fucking podcast again. <laughs> I will. That's the difference. <laughs> I'll just deal with it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll be like, oh, we got uh, Nick and Junior to come back. I'm like, well, you can find another co-host because I'm not going to Do you want to be on the show tonight? <laughs> this is not the first time that I've ended like relationships because of Jar Jar. Oh, God. That was just the worst idea anybody ever fucking had. Okay, okay. I'll, to to bring it back down, I, I want to give my two cents about Mandalorian. Um, I think my favorite aspect of the Mandalorian was how small scale it was. How it, it reminded me very much of like like early Star Trek, in that it is just it, these are small scale adventures. Like if he, yeah. if this guy died, wouldn't really make a difference, and it's just one dude's adventures through the galaxy. So I to I don't know what the hell you guys were talking about like war and all that <laughs> shit. Uh, I think it would it would definitely ruin the small scale aspect for me. Um, well, that was my favorite part of the show. Have you have you seen the Clone Wars animated series? I have not, unfortunately. That would give you a lot of insight on uh, in the Mandalorian, and because a lot of it, quite a bit of it, actually takes place on Mandalore. Um, and like the wars between different factions of Mandalorians. Um, and it'll actually give you like lead up to Ahsoka's story to where, how kind of she got where she is now. And the fact that they tipped at Grand Admiral Thrawn's out there. Um, I, I assume we're going to get a live action Ezra Bridger eventually. Um, I honestly believe they're going to bring, they're going to somehow get Cameron Monaghan to play Cal Kestis live action. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah, eventually. Um, so, I don't know. It's I love the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian not only revived uh, Luke Skywalker in a way that made you, in a way, basically made you respect Luke Skywalker again and showed you how badass he was. But let's not forget, it also redeemed Boba Fett because for the movies he was in, he was honestly just a set piece. Like he maybe said like what like six words. Mm-hmm. The whole time he was on screen and the two movie, three movies that he was on screen. And so casual fans never understood like how important he was to the Star Wars universe as a whole. Yeah, no, they had no clue. And the fact that now we get a book of Boba Fett show is going to, I don't know. I was so happy when they got, um, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name that plays Boba Fett. But anyways, he played Jango Fett and he was basically the, the face that they used for all the clones in the Star Wars movies, the fact that they got him back to play Boba Fett, the get, ah, uh, God, it was just, it was just all, and it redeemed him. You know, I mean, he, you saw how badass Boba Fett was in that one scene when Grogu was force linking it up with Ahsoka or whoever or Luke, and the stormtroopers show up and you find out he's got fucking knee rockets. I mean, knee rockets. And I, it's just, the Mandalorians, I'm telling you, if you don't fucking give John Favreau his own 
Star Wars movie, you Disney is fucking up because that man respects Star Wars. I I honestly would hire John Favreau and Dave Filoni to do a trilogy of Star Wars movies together. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a good thing they announced like a, a dozen fucking shows all at once. Yeah, but but a lot of them are smaller scale and they're Disney Plus, like they're going straight to Disney Plus. Um, like, the, honestly, the one I'm most excited for is Rogue Squadron because they said it's basically going to be Top Gun in space. And I love Top Gun. And I can just imagine just badass dog fights in space and... I don't know, and but you're, we're going to get a lot of Star Wars stuff, and a lot of it is going to be expanded on in series, because I guarantee the Ahsoka series is going to be her, the whole series is going to be her hunting Grand Admiral Thrawn. And that's why I'm saying you'll get a live-action Ezra Bridger, um, which would be sick. I, I was always hoping, 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 hoping to get a more Darth Maul, but his story was told in all honesty, it was told and wrapped up in the clone wars and rebels TV series, um, which sucks because it was all animated, but you know, whenever we saw him briefly in solo, it touched on whenever he created the, that crime syndicate, what were they called? Yeah. The black sun. And that was basically Darth Maul led a group of, Star Wars criminal underbelly, like the worst of the worst, Darth Maul was the leader. And so I was hoping maybe we'll get a live action Maul series that kind of touches on that because you don't really see that in the Clone Wars or Rebels TV series. Um, the, the Clone Wars series mostly touches on him eventually becoming leader of the Mandalorians, um, which was badass. But, you know, I was hoping that we would get a live action Darth Maul battle in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, you would get Ray Park back, even though I don't know Ray, if Ray Park can still do what he did in Phantom Menace. He could, as I was going to say, he could as <laughs> at least of a couple years ago, he, but, uh, there's a video of him going around, like taking some cosplayer of Darth Maul's staff and then yeah. just doing a whole bunch of shit. And really like the guy who was cosplaying as Darth Maul just looked really sad that he couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would kill to see that. And another thing, and I want your opinion on this, Nick, for, and if anybody else wants to chime in, feel free before we wrap it up. But we know in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader, which Hayden Christensen got a lot of shit for Star Wars. For, for, for people who's not Star Wars fans, let me put it that way. Um, I thought Revenge of the Sith his acting was phenomenal. Um, especially that last battle on Mustafar between him and Obi-Wan. Um, what, what's your opinions on, on him coming back? Because they've told us that we're going to see 
Darth Vader in his prime in this series. Um, so of course I'm expecting it for those of you, for you guys that haven't read the Darth Vader comic books, it really makes Darth Vader. You see how badass Darth Vader is. And he's not just this, this big clunky robot of a man fighting slow lightsaber battles like he was in the, the episodes four, five and six, you know, he's actually taken on whole, basically armies of rebels. There's a reason that he's feared. Yeah. And that's established in the comics. Yeah. And there's a reason that the emperor made his suit susceptible to lightning because they knew if he didn't, then he couldn't control him and that Darth Vader would fuck him up basically. But what, what's your opinion on, are you glad Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader? No, you. No. Yeah. What if they showed I, him more out of the suit? And just well, like really fucked would, up. The only time they would show him out of the suit is when he's in his uh, back to tank thing. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. 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 This conversation has been had a million times by a million different nerds. I know. I know. But I, know. <laughs> but I think. I think he got shit on too hard because he was he was just basically a kid. He was a cringy teenager. I was a cringy teenager. Kids are cringy as shit. And so like (laughs) he was actually acting age appropriate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I basically turn off the Phantom Menace after Darth Maul dies. <laughs> like after that, I'm good. Um, yeah, uh, but but ep- but episode three. That's the that that one I can watch again. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm hmm. The wizard. They were they were seat warmers. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I I can't really speak because my favorite Jedi got shit on, and my favorite Jedi is uh, Plukun. I do I do too. He's my he's honestly my favorite, and he kind of got shit on. Uh, you didn't really get to see him that much. So did Kit Fitzo, and he's they didn't do him justice because they're more. But I feel like they would have put up more of a fight against Palpatine than what it showed. Like Palpatine did his little ballerina spin and twirl, fucked everybody up. But anyways, we'll we'll have to do a Star Wars dedicated episode because I can talk about this for hours. But unfortunately, he really could. Everybody, <laughs> we we have to wrap it up. So Nick Junior, thank you, thank you guys so much for coming on here talking about this. I know we were all over the place, but it was it was and, an, it was controlled chaos and it was very enjoyable. And before we wrap it up, will you guys um, just promote yourself a little bit? Yeah. Uh, Nick, take it over. Don't let them short you. When they say they deep dive, they fucking deep dive. Like, <laughs> like I listen to your guys' podcast because basically for work, all I do is drive all day, and I listen to your guys' podcast, and I'm just like, these are some. I'm like, these are some deep fucking dives. Like, I'm like, holy shit, these are whole episodes. Like when you guys broke down the whole parallax thing, I was like, most people, to most people, parallax is a floating piece of shit in the Green Lantern movie. <laughs> no, I agree with you, <laughs> <laughs> but. but Anyways, other than that, guys, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram. What else do we have, Sid? Um, our Discord. Discord. You can join us on Discord. We will link your guys' uh, podcast in the Discord. We'll get we'll link all your stuff um, for you guys because you deserve all the listeners you in the world because it, it's it's phenomenal. It's very informative. Very very informative. And it's not just Marvel stuff, it's Marvel and DC. So best of both worlds. Thank you. And you guys need to come back on. I actually, I really enjoy talking to you guys. Um, I'm, I'm not big into the, the comic book world, but I, I like sitting here and listening and giving my two cents when I can. Yeah, no, when I said we're going to do a whole a whole nother Star Wars episode, I'm not bullshitting. We're going to do a whole fucking Star Wars episode <laughs> on on everything. We'll, we'll go all over the place. We'll talk about how shitty it was, how good it was. Uh, I'll get a webcam so you guys can see my fuck Jar Jar Binks t-shirt. Um, <laughs> That would really scratch Nick's itch because I just can't scratch that for him. Um, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the Your Internet Podcast. That being said, this is Darian signing off. And this is Seth signing off. Goodbye. <laughs>